Welcome to the Rooted Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Bethany Wild, and I'm an author and mother. Here we have conversations on sovereign and instinctual womanhood and motherhood, cultivating thriving wellness, and much more. Listen to powerful birth and healing stories and topics on the wild woman experience. You can check out all I offer, including herbal elixirs for wild mothers and women, my book on pelvic healing, and all the show notes for these episodes at bethanywild.com. Now for the show. Welcome everyone to the Rooted Woman podcast season two. I am so happy to be recording this after such a beautiful summer for myself and my family. Right now you might hear some bird song. I'm actually recording um, after hiking up a beautiful sacred mountain for about an hour. We spent the summer moving from the city in Texas to a more rural place in the mountains of northern New Mexico. And there's a bird in the tree right next to me. Um, Hopefully that doesn't come through too much in this audio, but yeah, so we've made a big move as a family, setting some visions and goals to call in our land sometime soon, work towards it, work towards that. And just rooting into a slower paced life. Um, You know, we tried Texas because of all of the events that were going on in 2020, 2021, and we wanted something different. And we did get it, but ultimately it wasn't the most aligned place for us. So we moved back here. Um, And I feel really good. I feel really happy to be here. Um, Living out in the country is just, it's just my place. And um, yeah, it's, I think it's definitely an adjustment for um, my daughter and my partner, but I know that we will all adjust and find the beauty and be grateful for all the things that this place has to offer us in this season of our lives. So that's kind of what we spent this last summer doing. I've been dreaming up what I wanted to bring into this season, uh, the conversations I wanted to have, the women I want to bring on, and I've done a couple of uh, conversation recordings. This first episode is just going to be me talking. I've been really immersed in this topic of healing depletion, especially in the motherhood continuum of, you know, all the different ways that we can bring vitality back into our lives through food and, um, you know, nourishing food and um, herbs and supplements and this topic of vitamins. And so I'm going to get into pretty specifically prenatal vitamins, um, postnatal vitamins, that kind of thing, and just expanding out from there about vitamins in general and um, nourishing ourselves and this topic of healing depletion. And I'm going to go into a lot of different topics because 
um, I've actually spent a lot of the summer too working on this multivitamin elixir based on a formula that I have used for years and have been taking and it's really supported me and I have not seen anything really like that out there in the market so I wanted to put my energy into offering it to other women who are looking for somewhat of the same thing who are looking to heal their depletion to have a really nourishing vibrant elixir to take instead of you know vitamins and I'll get into the issues with the vitamins that you find on the market Um, and they want to support that during their motherhood season so preconception anywhere from like a few years before you conceive to during pregnancy the postpartum time nursing and even beyond nursing if you still feel that sense of depletion after having your child or children. So before I get into the bulk of this episode, I wanted to talk about um, the new theme song that you might have heard. Um, So I'm including a new intro and an outro song, a song that is really meaningful to me. And I want to share the story behind it. And the lyrics, um, the title comes from some of the lyrics in this song. So about, God, four, at least four years ago, um, I shared in this podcast before my first pregnancy ended in a miscarriage and I was in a ton of grief and turmoil and what I see now is a really um, hormonal imbalance and chemical imbalance after that. So it was a really difficult time for me. And I had met Hannah Lay. You may have heard of her. She's an amazing song writer and creator and channeler. I had actually met her in a womb massage workshop years ago and, you know, just fell in love with her. She's just an amazing woman. And I had stayed connected with her online and after I had had that loss a few months after and gone through a little bit of healing I saw that she had posted that she was offering these song talisman sessions and immediately I knew that I wanted to that you know that that was perfect for me and I really wanted that that she was gonna spend you know like an hour with me or so hear about my story and co-create a song with me Um, or, you know, kind of channel it in and based on everything that I shared. So I shared with her about my pregnancy loss and my healing that I did uh, physically and spiritually and on a, you know, uh, on a spirit level. I talked about how I had these kind of shamanic journeys of healing where I rewove or I felt like um, these spirits reweaving my energy body and my womb after um, after it because I had felt really broken on a lot of levels and I talked about you know Clarissa Steves and her work and singing over the bones and how that really resonated with me and how I felt like I was coming into life again so 
you know, a lot of these things that I'm mentioning here, she wove into the lyrics of the song. And so when she, you know, went off and meditated and channeled it in and thought about me and, um, you know, I think she brought in her, her own journey too, of whatever she was going through. Um, yeah, it was a beautiful song and it, it's really resonated with me and, and supported me as a balm to my healing. And then after, I don't remember how long, maybe a few months after that, she, I think she changed a couple of the lyrics, um, and released it. So I think it's touched a lot of people and I don't think anyone but her and I know the origin story of that song. So I'm happy to share it here on my podcast if you've heard that song and um, now you know my connection and, and origin to that and maybe you'll find your own healing within these words. So I thought it was the perfect song to bring into my podcast, which is all about womanhood and all of the things we go through as women and the grief and the beauty and the healing and the the soul of it all. So that's that's what the song is about. Um, I'd love to hear what you, what you think about that song. I'd love to. I've invited Hannah Lay to come onto the podcast and share her story and her work and her song creation and you know all the other beautiful things in her life we've yet to schedule a date but it's um hopefully forthcoming but I wanted to at least give a little bit of my intro into that song because I'm going to be playing a clip of it at the beginning of each episode and then likely the full four minute song at the very end So, um, one more thing about that is if you go to her website and where she is selling that song, you'll see that the lyrics have shifted instead of, um, like women and sisters. I think she turned it into like people to be more all encompassing, but this is the original song that she had sent me after our session, which, um, is about women and sisters. And that's the one that I wanted to include since it's more relevant to me. So without further ado, Together now, oh, wild sisters singing over the bones. 
Wild sisters of the earth, we together now. Oh, wild sisters singing over the bones. We are Gathered in the threads of soul, singing over bones. Fiber spun and to say about um, you know the topic of vitamins and prenatal multivitamins it's a huge multi-million dollar industry probably multi-billion dollar industry actually if we include all vitamins and not just prenatal vitamins but I want to share before I get into it kind of the origin story for me of um, you know healing my sense of depletion so back when my daughter was maybe around two, I really started to feel not good. That was around the time that we had ended our nursing journey and I was kind of, yeah, just just healing and reeling from, you know, like the first two years and the intensity of that and, you know, my mom passing and all the stress I noticed that I was getting gray hairs coming in and I just didn't feel vibrant at all. So I really took it upon myself as my mission to figure out how to get back to a sense of vitality again, especially because I knew at the time that I wanted to conceive again at some point. So I really just let my intuition lead and um, as far as the different supplements and foods that I wanted to incorporate into my life and so that was around the time that I started incorporating a lot of meat into my diet. I was just really, really craving it. Like Red meat was a huge craving for me. Um, so I have... I added that in. At the time, we had a great raw milk source, so I was drinking that a lot. Um, collagen was definitely something I was adding into daily raw milk smoothies, and I was taking a few different adaptogens that I still take somewhat regularly, but I don't take any specific thing too regularly, except for a couple of uh, vitamins that I'll share with you in a little bit. But 
uh, let's see, I started to take maca and ashwagandha. I was really drawn to the roots, um, the the foods that were roots uh, that really felt aligned for me. And I felt that deep sense of grounding and earth vitality that I wanted to gather from those plants. And that really started to help me. Um, I For a time, I was taking cod liver oil, which was really supportive of um, getting me out of this kind of brain fog into a lot of mental clarity, which was amazing. That really helped. For a time, I had quit coffee and was starting to drink matcha. And so I would take, you know, oh, just actually a couple of other things first. Um, I also started to get into the root cause protocol. I will link that in the show notes, the handbook, where you can learn about that protocol and all the different things that you may have heard about from various places like the adrenal adrenal cocktails and incorporating whole foods, vitamin C and magnesium glycine and all of those different supplements to remineralize your body. Um, so I started doing that. The adrenal cocktails were super energizing for me. So I took them for a time period, but I felt like they were a little too energizing for me, which may appeal to some women who are listening, but, um, whole foods, vitamin C. So it's from a fruit based source. It's not ascorbic acid. Um, I think the one I take, ha- uh, the vitamin C comes from acerola cherry. I still take that. I really feel like it supports my immune system. And then I also take a magnesium glycinate and both of them I have in gummy format because I give to my daughter and she loves them too. And the magnesium glycinate feels really good. I feel like it supports my stress levels. I feel a lot calmer and I take it at night and it, I really feel like it helps me sleep better good or fall asleep better. Um, so those are the two things that I still currently take, but all the other things I was just kind of trying and incorporating. So I would, you know, one month I would do something and then I'd feel really complete with that particular herb or a supplement or whatever it was. And I try a different thing. And after about I don't know, six months to a year of eating more nourishing foods and working on stress relief and, um, you know, taking a lot of these different supplements and really changing my mindset too. That was the other aspect of it. I started to consider how much of my depletion was a mental narrative that I continued to tell myself, you know, I feel so depleted. I feel so tired. You know, this is this is overwhelming that that really did affect how I felt. So I started to become conscious of that and I felt a lot shift and, you know, I can't trace the origin of whether it was the food or the supplements or, you know, changing my mind that helped. Maybe it it was probably all of it, but that's a very important component because I started to tap into my gratitude and perhaps it was, you know, eating the more nourishing foods and stuff that allowed me to become more conscious and more resourced to be able to even, you know, bring that, um, bring that element in. So that was really helpful a a lot to, you know, start to feed myself the, the truth and the reality that I love mothering. I love 
my life. I feel really good. My body feels good. My body feels vibrant. And I'm in a place now where that is my deep, deep truth. And, um, yeah, so about maybe six, six to 12 months or something of that, I started to feel really good. And now I'm at a place where, um, I don't nearly eat as much meat. I'm just following my intuition as far as what I want to eat, uh, the supplements I want to bring in, the adaptogens that I take regularly. I'll do smoothies, not super regularly, especially because I don't have a raw milk source now where we live, but I still will put in collagen and maca and the best whole milk grass-fed organic that I can find and probably matcha and I'll do that once in a while again I take the vitamin c and the magnesium most days and then the other uh, beautiful formula that I'm going to be sharing with you guys at the release of this episode it should actually be available my herbal prenatal postnatal multivitamin elixir so it's a formula that I've used for years but I've done it in herbal infusions and it has really supported my body not just in uh, remineralizing not just in relieving my stress feeling a deep sense of nourishment healing my digestive system um, providing probiotics living medicine all of these things it's a formula that I deeply crave. I still take it. Um, I think in the beginning when I felt that sense of depletion, it was a really deep craving and I would take it every day. So I started with the herbal infusions, but then I wanted something more potent. I didn't want to make it every three days. I wanted something that was a little more shelf stable. So I started to make it into um, a glycerite which is a vegetable glycerin base, but then I started to move into an oxymel, which is an apple cider vinegar and honey base. And then I was able to gather up the benefits of raw honey, raw apple cider vinegar, all the probiotics, the enzymes, all of those things into the formula that it is now, which you can find in the show notes, my, um, my offering on rootedwomanbotanicals.com but I would say that that is definitely the one of the most nourishing things that I took in it was just filled to the brim with nourishing vitamins and minerals and you know as I said like probiotics and enzymes and great energy and I just um, have continued to pour into that medicine as it's steeping a lot of love and blessings and prayers and intentions for thriving health and then I intake those intentions and that prayer and that love and it's just a compounded experience so um on one it's like for me it has been a tri triangle of different things on one hand the food um then definitely changing my mindset about the the messages that I've been giving myself about my health and then herbal medicine which I feel like has been put on this planet to support our thriving health so I want to talk about really 
I'm going to get more specifically into prenatal vitamins, but this applies to all vitamins. So here's some of my issues with taking pills. A lot of, there are some pills that are marked as whole food vitamins and that sounds good, right? Like it's just all of these different vegetables and fruits in a powder format and you're intaking that. But there's actually a deeper story and that there's a lot more issues with that than at face value. So first of all, pills are not the best way to get nutrients. There's a lot of science that shows that we don't get as much of those nutrients because they're, um, well, first of all, the powders, we have no idea how long they've been sitting. And once you grind uh, a dried herb into a powder, it has um, it has a shelf life and it rapidly starts to degrade in nutrients. So we have no idea how long those powders have been sitting around and um you're really only going to get a fraction of those original nutrients just because of the the fact that powders start to degrade so rapidly. Then you have the aspect of the pill, uh, which has to break down in the body in order to utilize it. So you're going to be getting the most easily absorbable, digestible nutrients from a liquid format versus a pill format. So I discovered that with the cod liver oil too. The pills are much easier to take, uh, but the liquid format is the one where you're going to get more of the medicine. So back to those vitamins. If you look at the label, even the whole foods vitamins ones, i pretty sure that most of the time, um, because I haven't really found an exception, that a lot of it really is a lie. Because when you look at each vitamin on the label, you'll see underneath it in parentheses, the source of that particular vitamin. And when you look up the origin of that specific vitamin, you will find that a lot of them are made in labs and their isolates of how these vitamins are actually found in nature. So I'll give a couple of examples. I'm not going to get into every single vitamin because not only do I not know, um, it's, it's just, it, it would be a really long episode. So real vitamin A is actually found in a complex. It includes retinols, retinoids, retinol, carotenoids, carotenes, fatty acids, um, enzymes, minerals, beta carotene. So in the whole food form found in nature, this A complex is fully used and absorbable and won't cause a vitamin A toxicity. Most every vitamin A source that you're going to find in a pill is going to be beta carotene, which is just one part of this full complex that you would find in nature. Um, and synthetic beta carotene can't transform into usable vitamin A in the body because it's made from hydrogenated oils, which a lot of us, um, who are listening to this don't want to take in. So that's one example. Uh, companies are actually chemically extracting 
a partial vitamin, so-called vitamin, from a whole compound, how it is found in nature. Um, so your body will, it's either going to fail to recognize this extraction or will draw from other reserves in your body to make up the difference. And so this is just this major issue with isolates. And that right there will just, is, is the reason enough to not be taking vitamin pills. We don't understand fully how vitamins and minerals and and, and nutrition is used in the body and when and and it's really short-sighted to be just extracting these tiny compounds from an entire complex of vitamin and to think that that solves our problem um, we don't know the effect that this is going to have on our body from this and that is why it is safer to be getting this from a whole food source a truly whole food source so um, sorry, looking at my notes here. So yeah, food absorption, how we use nutrients. It's, it's a really complex science. I certainly don't understand it. This is my limited amount of research and intuitive knowledge here. I'm not the expert. Um, but I know that it's complex and nutrients play in harmony with other ones. The other aspect of this is that you know, the RDA, the percentage on the label, it doesn't tell you how the vitamin will be absorbed, how efficient it is in your body. We know instinctively that we've evolved to get our nutrients from food sources where it is, it is packaged in, you know, in quotes, packaged in the perfect amounts. So a couple more of examples of vitamins that I've researched a little bit more about that you'll find in all of these uh, multivitamin vitamin supplements, the prenatal supplements, vitamin C, that's another big one. I'm going to link to um, some of the root cause protocol blog posts about this because he talks a lot about vitamin C. He talks about magnesium and vitamin D. Um, so I will link to that for more of the science aspects, but just to touch on it, most of the vitamin C that you're going to find in supplements is going to be a form called ascorbic acid. Again, it's not the whole complex. It's an isolate. Ascorbic acid is actually the covering of the vitamin C compound in a plant. And most of the time it's going to be made from cornstarch and acid. That is not what we want. That is not a, the whole form of vitamin C found in nature. The other, um, another source, uh, B vitamins. So there's a number of different B vitamins that we need. There's one, two, six, 12, there's choline, there's folate. Um, thiamine is actually made from coal tar and was found in studies to cause infertility in pigs. Cobalamin is made from sewage sludge. Most of these synthetic B vitamins are highly processed, have questionable sourcing, and are not bioavailable to our bodies. And then there's the whole other issue of folic acid being in supplements for prenatal vitamins, especially when the kind that is actually utilized by our bodies is folate. And you'll find that in the more natural supplements uh, brands, but then you have a whole 
host of other issues in the other sources. So I, there really isn't one pill that I would ever take or recommend. Um, vitamin D, that's another one that is a whole, it's a whole rabbit hole. <laughs> um, most of the sources that you'll find are made from lanolin, which is sheep's wool. They, or you'll find uh, one where it's a yeast byproduct where they applied UV light to it or they extra- extracted it from lichen. The best vitamin D, uh, hormone D source is the sun and uh, fish. I will link to the issues with vitamin D supplements and the effect on the body and why we do not want to take vitamin D in the show notes. Um, Another one that we are told is very important in pregnancy, in, in life as women, is calcium. And most of them are going to have this in the form of calcium carbonate that's made from limestone or eggshells. Calcium carbonate is the kind that may cause kidney stones. We do not want it in that format. The best source of calcium is dairy. Um, Also greens, but that's not as bioavailable as dairy. Um, Vitamin E, that's another one. It's really similar to vitamin A in that the tocopherols, which is uh, the, the most common source that you'll find on the label, it's only part of the whole complex, and we want the whole complex. And then finally, iron is another really big one, Um, kind of a contentious topic. I will link some articles about why we don't want to take iron uh, supplements, why we don't need to take iron supplements, how we probably have an iron overload in our body. The synthetic iron that you're going to find in um, in vitamins is not at all the kind that you want in your body and will build up. And, um, an interesting story that Morley Robbins talks about in, um, a number of podcasts that I've heard him in, um, he tells of a little science, science experiment that you can do where you take, um, iron is going to be in a lot of enriched well, all enriched wheat products like cereals and a lot of breads. And if you blend up like some Cheerios or something and until it's like a mush and you take a magnet to it, the magnet will pull out all the iron shavings. Um, And if you just think about that, it's kind of shocking and we really don't want that in our bodies, right? This is an inorganic form of iron that um, is not going to be utilized by our body. The best source of iron is from animal products. So if you are a woman who has, you know, is, is planning to get pregnant or has ever been pregnant before, you have likely been pouring over the subject before in the past of researching like the best natural prenatal vitamins which is the best one which is the most natural one which one has um, which one is like whole foods based and after researching the origin of all of these vitamins and just really understanding that this is not um, the best 
way to get our nutrition. So if you're listening to this, you probably feel like food is medicine during pregnancy, not these isolated, concentrated vitamins. Um, but but you also feel like this kind of fear because we also know that, you know, we're living in a time where we understand that our soils are depleted, our food is not as nutritious as it probably used to be. Food is picked before it's ripe. Um, it takes a long time to get to us in the market. We're not getting that straight from the earth, um, like regenerative farming soil super nourishing ancestral diet right so we kind of understand that in these times it may especially during the motherhood continuum be necessary to get more nutrition and more nourishment and I really feel like the answer to that is through these um, these herbal remedies these these ancient formulas and plants that are meant to support us in our thriving health So that's just a little bit about vitamins and minerals that you find in the market. There's so much more to dive into that subject. Um, I suggest if you are interested in this, check out the show notes, check out the root cause protocol to dive a little more into the different forms. If you want to supplement, what to look for on the label, what is the most easily utilized by the body. I think overall, My feeling, my takeaway is that liquid herbal medicine is a much more superior format of taking in additional nourishment than pills because it's more absorbable, um, it's easier to take, especially during pregnancy. It's a whole food format, including the living aspect that, you know, when you add in probiotics or whatever, it just, it just can't touch. So that's really my feeling about that and some of the different formats of where you can get this um, liquid herbal medicine you can also make it at home there's teas infusions tinctures glycerites oxymels all of these different ways that are so easy to make at home like even the supplement um, the elixir that I'm selling that I'm offering you can make any kind of version of that at home as well. Um, This is medicine for all women, all people. So then I want to focus a little bit more about pregnancy in particular, because if you have checked out my, an older episode where I talk about pregnancy as a regenerative time, I really, really do feel and trust that it is a deeply healthy, vibrant, regenerative, healing, beautiful state that um, is a testament to our our vibrancy and our health. Um, But it also is true that it requires a lot of our bodies and our nutrient stores. Um, So there's just a lot that we know about what it does on the body, I'll share just a little bit here. So traditional cultures all around the world have known that it, it 
takes a lot from men and women and that there are all of these different traditional superfoods that they've given both the the mother and the father to prepare for conception because they held this knowledge. And it was pretty much always animal-based food, so fish eggs, um, the liver and different organs of the animals, raw dairy. I've also heard about royal jelly and different bee products. I haven't done a really deep dive into traditional pregnancy superfoods, which would be actually really cool to, to look into that. Um, just across different cultures, but those are just the basics. Just it's usually animal superfoods, right? And then there are different herbal plants that have always been allies to women along their fertility, pregnancy, postpartum, mothering journey that are mineral rich and nutrient rich and antioxidant rich and all of those things. So, I mean, the entirety of pregnancy is a time that asks a lot of us, right? But it's particularly those second and third, especially the third trimester of pregnancy, where there's just so much growth in the baby. Um, During the second and the third trimesters of the pregnancy, babies take more nutrients because they actually develop these reserves that are going to serve them during those first two years of childhood where there's just this rapid accelerated growth. So of course we know that nutrient needs are going to be higher due to, of course, a growing baby, increased blood volume and metabolism. Our blood expands around up to 50% in our body. Um, the increased demand on our organ function, all the circulating hormones and processing that and detoxing that. Um, Babies evolve in their growth according to their nutrition through the placenta. And so when it is inadequate in some way, that supply to the baby will be limited. And You know, I try to be positive about things, but I do also feel like it is hard in these times to get everything we need from our diet. Um, You know, just because of like the soil and the fact that foods are picked way before they're ripe and they're stored for months and months at a time. And by the time we get these foods, how much nutrition do they actually have left? But also, you know, my positivity comes from the fact that we can take, um, we can take herbs to get what we need. We can um, take different kinds of natural supplements and prioritize the most nutrient dense foods on the planet, especially during pregnancy, which are animal foods and um, you know animal organs and raw dairy and bee products and that kind of thing. So. Of course, we all know that our babies will extract what they need for their thriving health um, for the most part, but sometimes our bodies do actually end up prioritizing our own long-term reproductive potential through releasing a pregnancy if there isn't enough nutrition. It's really, it's all a mystery. Um, But if the pregnancy is successful and the baby is healthy and um, it, 
it also may leave us depleted in the process and it could be something that doesn't show up right away. It may not show up until months after birth or years or even until our menopause time. Um, so, and then there are generational effects, right? So I feel like nothing is more important than prioritizing our nourishment during motherhood, not only for our children, but to support us into our elderhood. We have to have this long vision. And then we got to think about our children and their children and the generational effects of not having enough nourishment. There is a really long-term call to us as mothers to support the nourishment of our lineage. Um, So in addition to whatever is an ancestral to you, an intuitive and an animal-based way of eating, because I'm personally an advocate for that, herbal remedies are on this planet to support us as well. Um, we just we just can't get that from these these vitamin pills that are made to give us a false sense of security. Um we we just more easily get what we need from the herbal medicine and the food and it has all the plant compounds that are found in nature including spirit and life force and none of this can be replicated with these extractions or on a mass scale from these companies so this is my quite brief but hopefully intriguing to you exploration of you know, thinking about the supplements that we take, unpacking them, wondering if they're really for us, if we really want to be taking these isolates and lab-made, spirit-devoid compounds, and just a call to bring back your female ancestral wisdom, which for all of us in every culture all over the planet is herbal medicine. Um, so what I'm offering now in my shop, and you can find it in the show notes is an herbal pre postnatal multivitamin elixir. It's for women. It really is for all women, but I'm especially targeting women who are going through the motherhood continuum who need and crave that nourishment. Um, so it has a whole host of beautiful vitamin and mineral rich herbs in an oxymel base. So it has that additional probiotics and enzymes, and it has all of my prayers and love for thriving health. And while I'm offering that, I also am always an advocate for you to make your own medicines at home if you feel called, because nothing is going to be more potent than your own intentions and prayers and love put into that. And, you know, just the connection that you have from the fact that you made that, right? I also want to link, I did a great, I took a great workshop about herbal allies during pregnancy from Kristen Hauser. She was on my podcast twice. Maybe I'll link her episodes too. And Arielle De Martinez, she's an herbalist um, with amazing products and they did a workshop about kind of busting a lot of myths about um, taking different herbs during pregnancy and I found it very informative and very helpful so I'll go ahead and link that as well 
you are pregnant right now and you know that Google, you know, offers no info and basically the discouragement to take herbs at all during pregnancy. So um, it's good to remember that herbs are a part of all of our lineages, even during pregnancy. And there are many, many, many that are safe and helpful and have been important key parts of um, women's pregnancies and nourishing them. So if you are a woman who is, I don't know, maybe two years away from conception or you're pregnant or you are postpartum or you are nursing or you are a mom who still feels depleted and craves and needs extra nourishment, just check out my elixir. It's such a beautiful, well-rounded formula. I'm really proud of it and really excited to bring it to women so that they feel really good and nourished and don't have to turn to these vitamins if their bodies are telling them that they don't feel good taking them as I did in my own pregnancy. But I took it out of a sense of fear because I felt at the time like the herbs and the foods weren't enough because that's what we're told. And my body was telling me I didn't want these isolates that I had no idea how they worked in my body. So hopefully this episode will spark some interest for you if this is also a topic that resonates and you want to do more research. Hopefully it'll inspire you to bring some of these herbs into your own home, make your own medicines. And if you love my new formula, uh, please share it with a friend who wants to get pregnant or is pregnant or has had a baby and just feels like she needs more nourishment. All right. So I think that is about all that I wanted to cover in this episode. I may or may not do a deeper dive into any of these topics that I kind of briefly covered, but next week I'm going to be bringing you a beautiful conversation and I have, um, a good amount of recorded conversations that I'm going to be releasing soon. So Hope you enjoyed this episode and I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening and being here. If you enjoyed this episode, I would love to have you share it with a friend and review this podcast. It really helps to have more women find these conversations You can check out all I offer, including herbal elixirs for wild mothers and women, my book on pelvic healing, and show notes for these episodes at bethanywild.com. 